1: It is Tuesday, November 15th, and this is People Every Day. Hello out there, beautiful people. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, currently sipping a hot cup of elderberry tea. And it just so happens we've got a jam-packed show with lots of tea to spill. For starters, some might say the best way to rebound after divorcing a seven-time Super Bowl champ would be to date your jujitsu instructor. In this week's Heart Monitor, we'll get into a rumored not-so-new man in Giselle's life and talk about the new lady in Pete Davidson's life. Spoiler, she's a gorgeous, mature, Sure, mom I know I know shocking and the nominations for the upcoming Grammy Awards dropped just a few short hours ago and we have to get into all the snubs and surprises so let's start things off with what's been swirling around out there today We're turning our attention to the devastating story coming out of the University of Virginia. As you've likely heard by now, on Sunday night, a bus of roughly 25 UVA students was returning from seeing a play in Washington, D.C., when students were shot in the parking garage around 10 p.m., During a press conference yesterday, university officials confirmed that a gunman allegedly shot and killed three Virginia football players, 22-year-old Deshaun Perry, a linebacker and defensive end, and Devin Chandler, a junior-wide receiver on the team, and Lavelle Davis Jr., also a junior-wide receiver. Perry and Chandler died at the scene while Davis died in the hospital. Two other victims were shot in the incident. One is in critical condition and the other in good condition at an area hospital. Officials did not identify the injured victims. The university sheltered in place as a manhunt was underway for the shooter Sunday night. And early yesterday morning, Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. was arrested about 80 miles east of Charlottesville, Virginia. He faces three charges of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun in the commission of a felony. Jones is listed on the university's athletic site as a football player in 2018. He did not participate in any games that year as a freshman. An injury prevented him from playing for the team, which a university spokesperson stated was just for one season. Authorities are still piecing together a motive for Jones in the alleged shooting. UVA President Jim Ryan released a statement saying, in part, "'My heart is broken for the victims and their families and for all those who knew and loved them, and they are all in my prayers.'" Ryan went on to say, as I said before, when I see our students, I see my own kids, and I cannot imagine anything worse for a parent and as a child. Absolutely just devastating. Gun violence has once again reared its head on a school campus. and All I can say is my heart is also broken again, and my thoughts are with the victims and their loved ones. Well, there is no easy transition from that story, but we are staying in the crime world as we turn our attention to the new developments coming out of the much-anticipated Casey Anthony docuseries. Last week, we brought you up to speed on how Anthony is speaking out for the very first time about the 2011 murder trial surrounding the 2008 death of her two-year-old daughter, Kaylee. People has learned that in the upcoming three-part docu-series, Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies, Anthony points the finger at her father publicly for the first time. In the documentary, Anthony alleges that her father staged Kaylee's drowning in order to cover up that he may have been abusing his granddaughter. Anthony spoke about the night her daughter went missing, saying, quote, I wasn't feeling that great and I wanted to lay down. I had her lay in bed with me. I was awoken by my father shaking me and asking me where Kaylee was. She went on to say, he was standing there with her. She was soaking wet. He handed her to me, said it was my fault, that I caused it, but he didn't rush to call 911 and he wasn't trying to resuscitate her. I collapsed with her in my arms. She was heavy and she was cold. Then she adds, he takes her from me and he immediately softens his tone and says, it's going to be okay. I wanted to believe him. He took her from me and he went away. Anthony maintained that she believed Kaylee was alive while she was missing and that her father was taking care of her. All these years later, it sounds incredibly chilling and sad, but I'm still confused as to how all of this could have allegedly happened. I just have so many more questions and we will definitely be watching this series, which is available to stream this Saturday on Peacock. Now, let's move out of the world of true crime and talk about something that always brings a smile to my face. The Grammy nominations were released earlier today, and though the award show is still two and a half months away, I cannot wait. This morning, the nominees for the 65th annual Grammy Awards were announced for the show that will return back to its usual time of year after being pushed in 2022. On February 5th, 2023, music's biggest night will take place in Los Angeles, and now we have a glimpse into what we can expect. Grammy winners John Legend, Olivia Rodrigo, and Smokey Robinson and more appeared at the Grammy Museum to announce the artists up for awards across 91 categories. Grammy winners Dan and Shay and Cyndi Lauper are the first to be announced as performers on the show, and we also got a flashback to 2017 when the nominees were announced, and that was seeing both Adele and Beyonce up for awards in some of the biggest categories. You remember that. Well, here to break down these noms with us is People's Senior News Editor for Entertainment, Jeff Nelson. Jeff, welcome back to the show. Hi, Janine. As a loyal Beehive member, Jeff, I, I want to start by talking about my girl Beyonce. So just give it to me. Tell me she is nominated for all the things.
2: It would be a crime if Renaissance was not nominated for Album of the Year. And thankfully, the Recording Academy understands (laughs) and (laughs) voters get it. And yeah, Renaissance is up for Album of the Year. Beyonce is also up for awards in a lot of the big categories, including Song of the Year and Record of the Year for Break My Soul. In the categories, she's up for a few different R&B categories as well. So for R&B performance, she's up for Virgo's Groove. For traditional R&B performance, she's up for Plastic Off the Sofa. And then Cuffit was nominated for Best R&B Song.
1: What about my other girl, Adele? Like, Were we expecting this diva standoff this year? I mean, I was, but where are they going head to head? and, And what are your thoughts? This
2: is not us pitting women against women. This is us appreciating the bodies of work that these amazing artists have given us. But yeah, so it's not surprising that they are head to head in a lot of these categories including album of the year we have both 30 and renaissance in song of the year there's break my soul versus easy on me and both of those songs are also up for record of the year so uh, amazing remember when like adele like broke her gramophone trophy and like was like, this is for Beyonce, because like she was such a big Lemonade fan, as we all were. I think we all Mm -hmm. kind of agree that was a big upset when Adele's last album, 25, beat Lemonade. It'll be interesting to see Adele's album, 30. It did come out a year ago, so it'll be interesting to see if the Grammy voters still love her. But Renaissance and some of the other albums in this category are a, a little more fresh, yeah, a little more top of mind. So it'll be interesting to see Yeah, what happens with the voting?
1: Now switch to some fun
2: surprises we saw in the nominations. We know that I'm a Swifty. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) Taylor's latest album, Midnight's, was not eligible this year. But if you remember, last year she released her red Taylor's version, which included a bunch of songs from the vault. And one of those was her 10-minute version of All Too Well. And we see that in... A couple categories, including Music Video of the Year for the short film that she created, as well as Song of the Year.
1: I was excited to hear about Sam Smith and Kim Petras for Unholy. That song is a bop, and I don't use that word lightly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Sam Smith and Kim Petras are up for pop duo group performance for their song Unholy, which we know blew up on TikTok. And I mean, it made history recently. Sam and Kim became the first non-binary and transgender artists to have a number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100, which is huge to see Kim nominated this year. So it's exciting to see that, that representation and inclusion this year. One more fun surprise this year, Viola Davis is actually nominated for a Grammy. This is for the audio recording of her memoir, Finding Me, that she released this year. And that's up for audiobook narration and storytelling recording. If she were to win this Grammy, she would actually be an EGOT. So she is just the G away from e
1: I love that. And that is a surprise. And then last year, they had that last minute change. The Recording Academy expanded its top four Grammy categories to 10 nominees, up from eight. So we have just more people in the mix. So let's, before I lose you, let's just run through just some of these nominations and other categories we haven't talked about.
2: Well, I think the Best New Artist race is really interesting this year. Some of the exciting ones were Anita and and Omer Apollo. And, and then you have some of the ones who really broke through big. Lotto, I mean, she's bringing some big energy to the Grammys next year. <laughs> and monoskin I mean, they, it's, it's fun to see them. I would go from the lead singer wearing assless chaps at the VMAs to now being nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys. It's a really strong pool of Best New artists candidates this year.
1: I'm excited for my girl, Money Long, who's in there. What are you thinking when it comes to song of the year, though?
2: This is another one that it's just like, you look at it, and it's like, I can support all of these women winning. We have, I mean, we have Gail. We have <laughs> Lizzo. We have the 10-minute Taylor Swift song that was originally another version was released 10 years ago we have harry styles steve lacy beyonce adele
1: harry styles we haven't even talked about harry styles
2: let's <laughs> talk about harry styles i mean since he went solo from one direction his first album was like really great but it didn't quite get the grammy love that we expected then in the years since he's really i mean he won with watermelon sugar oh yeah he's they're, they're giving him his due he's up for album of the year with harry's house as it was, is up for record of the year and song of the year and pop solo performance.
1: Jeff, well, thank you so much for taking me through the Grammy nominations. You know, I always get so excited as do you. So this is perfect. Thank you.
2: Yes, we have much more to discuss, but thank you, Janine. <laughs>
1: Tom Brady and his Bucks seem to be back to their winning ways, you guys, but it looks like his ex-wife is racking up some wins of her own. Giselle Bundchen was spotted out and about uh, in Costa Rica, no less, with a new guy. Well, new to us, at least. And let's just say he's worth showing off. Coming up, we're updating you on the latest romance buzz, are they or aren't they, surrounding Giselle and more of your favorite celebs. But first, beloved comedic actor Leslie Jordan died suddenly last month, but His warmth is still being felt. Yesterday, HGTV fans were treated to the season three premiere of Celebrity I O U, featuring the late Jordan. After the break, we'll take you behind the scenes of one of his last projects and hear how he was a true gem right to the end. Stay with us. We are back. It's been just a few weeks since beloved actor Leslie Jordan died following a medical emergency and a car accident. But yesterday, HGTV aired its season three premiere of Celebrity IOU as an homage to the late Will and Grace star, who was, of course, full of positive energy.
0: It'll tie nicely to the fireplace. I mean, it connects the two rooms. That's going to be amazing. You're like the easiest person to work with. If I was saying to you, I'm like, what if we take old car tires and just stretch them out around this? Do it! (laughs) (laughs)
1: On the show, Celebrity IOU, A-list celebs, surprise friends and mentors with a home makeover. Jordan gifted his dear friends of 40 years, Rosemary Alexander and Newell Alexander, with a modern Southwestern ranch renovation. Jordan said of his friend in the episode, quote, They've just always been there for me. I had some struggles with alcohol, a little drug use. I'm 25 years clean and sober, but they were instrumental in that, too, because they never judged me. And added, quote, I really found out the secret to happiness is to do for others. The hosts of the show, Drew and Jonathan Scott, better known as the Property Brothers, spoke to people about what it was like working with the late, great Leslie Jordan. Drew shared, he's a positive light that just makes you smile no matter what your day has been like. According to Jonathan and Drew, the American Horror Story star's kindness did not stop with his longtime friends. The actor was spotted talking to members of the TV crew during breaks on multiple occasions. As Jonathan told us, quote, he's also Just really easy to be around, and I don't know how many times he'd be on set and we'd be filming, and then on a break, I would walk over and he was just sitting down, chatting with somebody from the crew or from construction and sharing stories, making them laugh, but also sharing vulnerabilities and talking about some of the stuff that he'd gone through. Drew chimed in, adding, He creates community for people, lets them know that there's somebody here for you, and there's somebody that's been through something similar. People previously spoke with Jordan's friend, Rosemary, about what the touching renovation gift means to them and how it contributes to his legacy. Quote, he's not only a part of our past and our history, but he's a part of our everyday." I'm still not over losing Leslie Jordan, but it's been truly amazing to hear all of the stories of how he made any room he walked into, or I guess sashayed into, a better place. It's early in the week, and I think this is the perfect time to catch up on the love lives of some of our favorite celebrities. There is a hot new couple in town, maybe. There's details on a recent split, and there's a dynamic duo that seems happier than ever together. We are about to get into all that and more, so joining me now for this very important Heart Monitor segment is People's Associate Editor, Dory Jackson. Hey Dory! welcome back to the show.
3: Hi, thanks for having me again.
1: All the single ladies, especially you, Giselle Bündchen, put your hands up. Fresh off of her divorce from Tom Brady, Giselle is treating herself to a vacation in Costa Rica and she's not alone. She's there with her two children and her jujitsu instructor. So Dory, what's going on here? Are they dating? What are we hearing?
3: So a source tells people that Giselle and her kids were joined by her jujitsu to instructor excuse me if I said that wrong and if I say his name wrong Joaquin Valente is his name and other children and adults were there including one of the kids' school teachers despite some reports that Giselle and Joaquin are an item insiders are saying there's nothing going on between them that is romantic to quote the source exactly they said he and his two brothers are Giselle and the kids' martial arts teachers they are not dating
1: Okay, they're not dating, so the rumors that are floating out there are just that. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, you know that hot new couple in town I mentioned earlier? Let's talk about who that is indeed. Drumroll, please. Pete Davidson and Emily Ratajkowski. Yes, this news comes, of course, three months after Pete split with Kim Kardashian. So what do we know about this hot new couple?
3: Well, this was a shock to me, and I'm pretty sure it's a shock to so many others, but a source is telling people that Pete and Emily are actually seeing each other. This relationship comes after Pete's relationship with Kim Kardashian ended, and the two dated from October 2021 to August of this year, and as for Emily, she was married to Sebastian Barrett-McClard for four years before she ended up filing for divorce in September, but There was also reports circulating that Emily was seeing Brad Pitt. And a source actually told people that the pair went on a few dates and that there was an attraction there between them. So I guess that fizzled out of
1: she's now with Pete. (laughs) From Brad Pitt to Pete. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So Pete and Emily split. I know someone who wants to be Pete's next girlfriend, Dionne Warwick. The legendary entertainer tweeted, I will be dating Pete Davidson next. Okay, DM. But now we have to talk about a couple who actually did split the Bachelorettes, Gabby Wendy and Eric Schwer. Gabby, who's competing on Dancing with the Stars, opened up on the show last night about their split. The end of our relationship happened because we weren't completely in step and in sync with each other on our common goals or just the way we approach life.
3: So what else did she say? She also opened up about her own experiences with love as she prepared to channel the romance factor required for her waltz with her partner, Val. To quote her, she said, For me, love holds a special place because I did just go through a breakup. The end of our relationship happened because we weren't completely in step and in sync with each other and our common goals or just the way we approach life. We weren't each other's best match. And right before that, Gabby actually said that life had gotten too busy for the both of them, and they were going to support each other from afar going forward.
1: Mm, okay. I, I love the little dance analogies in there. We weren't in step and in sync. Right? <laughs> I Right. <mean, laughs> she's getting it. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Before I let you go, though, let's talk about a couple who is usually relatively private, but not. Recently, so Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum, the actress, opened up about her boyfriend in a new cover interview for GQ's Men of the Year issue, and you guys, it's it's super sweet. What what did she say, Dory? So Zoe actually
3: praised Channing for being just a wonderful human. Continuing, I'll quote her, she said, he makes me laugh and we both really love art and talking about art and the exploration of why we do what we do. We love to watch a film and break it down and talk about it and challenge each other. And just for people who aren't aware, Zoe and Channing actually met during the casting process of Zoe's upcoming directorial debut, Pussy Island, excuse the language. (laughs) Zoe said Channing went on to be her guardian on set and quoting her she said whether it was making me tea or pouring me a drink or going to whip someone into shape or whatever he really was my protector and it was really wonderful and sweet i think if you can do something like that together it's a good test and we came out even stronger
1: wow we are back to the romance on set days right i'm thinking olivia wilde and harry style now this okay okay Look at Hollywood. So sweet. Guys, that's our heart monitor for this week. Dory, it's always so great to have you on the show. And thanks for stopping by to discuss it with me. Thanks for having me again. All right, all right. It's been a little over a week since we here at People dubbed Chris Evans as this year's sexiest man alive, and everyone's still talking about it, including Captain America's closest friends. Yesterday, Chris Hemsworth, our 2014 SMA, known for his portrayal of Thor in the Marvel films, revealed to Jimmy Kimmel that the Avengers had some thoughts on Chris Evans's sexiest man cover.
0: Did this go around the... I know you guys have a text chain. Did this- it's a... We have an Avengers text shine, and it very quickly was like, what are you doing with your hands back there? Even
1: Kimmel joined in on questioning Evans's hand placement.
0: Maybe it's just like, he's just like, listen, I'm so sexy, I barely keep my hands off myself. <laughs> I'm going to tuck them back here behind my belt so I don't go crazy.
1: And in true Avengers fashion, it sounds like it was a team effort ribbing cap on the group chat.
0: Downey said he's being arrested. I said it's a beautiful mugshot. And then Jeremy Renner said a series of things which we won't repeat. Oh, he, is he the... <laughs> Does he uh, add the uh, the color commentary, off-color commentary? Often, yeah.
1: But even the god of thunder couldn't hide his pride for his friend.
0: I would imagine you're very proud of him, yeah? I mean... Absolutely. He's uh, indeed a sexy man. (laughs) So well done.
1: Exactly. Well done. There are easily 3 billion men out there who would, you know, love to be made fun of for being sexiest man alive. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks as always for pressing that download button today. I'll talk to you again tomorrow on a brand new episode of People Every Day.